You're listening to a DM podcast. What's for dinner? Stop licking each other. Peel my banana. <laughs> Don't even think about it. He's touching me. Okay, I'm going to count to three. Um, where are you? One. He's looking at me weird. Ryan, where's the wine? Don't you let me get to three. <laughs> I love you, mummy. Stop playing with your doodles. This is beyond the chaos. This is beyond the chaos. Hello, legends. It is Amy Gerard, and I am with Jen Muir. And we now have our very own podcast called Beyond the Chaos. <laughs> Woohoo! It's like me feeding you work. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. I think this all came about because Jen has obviously been coming on my podcast, Beyond the Likes. If you're not listening to it, please head over and have a listen. And we just had such fantastic chemistry for one. And I was getting so much feedback from listeners who just wanted more of you. And more help. More People want the help. They want help. And they I think they like the dynamic between us because you're so, you know, you're not your typical parenting educator. You're a realist. Yep. I'm a realist. And you're a realist. <laughs> and I think yes. that's what we have in common. Yes. We are both parents that maybe hit the ground and went, hang on, what is going on here? <laughs> this is harder than anything prepared me for. And I think we know that the world we're parenting in is really hard. Yep. Parents are looking at images on social media, comparing themselves to that. There are parent educators everywhere oh my and God. there's information and advice everywhere. And if the information and advice solved the problem, we would all be experts. That's right. But actually what parents need is someone who really understands yep. the issues, who's actually been on the ground doing it, which between us, we have how many children? We have seven <laughs> children. So I have four boys. And I have... Two boys and one girl. So we have I'm a so lot of shit children. at maths. Well, we six could, boys. We have six boys. We could fill a decent um, soccer team. <laughs> we could. We'd have three off the field. I think they're only allowed five on at the moment or four. Oh, here we go. Me not, not knowing any of my maths. <laughs> yeah, and you have been a parenting educator. Yes, so I'm, a, I'm Jen Muir. I'm yes. a parent educator, an obstetric social worker, but most importantly, I'm a mum of four boys who's had 14 years on the ground, actually working out what of this advice actually works for my kids. And I think that's what I want to bring to parents in this. And I am a mum of three. I had three under four, um, very close in uh, age. And I am not a parenting educator. I am utterly obsessed with Jen. But I think think what I, you know, give to my community on socials and, you know, my other podcast is just a really relatable, raw and honest version of motherhood from a non-professional, you know, parenting educator. And I think um, between the two of us, I think we're going to be able to help so many mums out there. Yep. That's our plan. That is our plan. And I know as a parent educator that none of this advice helps if it makes people feel like shit, right? And so one of the things we're never going to do is make anyone feel like shit. And what we want to do every week is have you guys uh, call up or send us a voice note with your problem or your question, that thing that you are really struggling with and you would like to have Amy and Jen, gamey. (laughs) (laughs) Or amen. Amen. In your pocket. Amen. We can it's, sign it's off. Like Amen. It's like Dear Dolly, but it's for parenting. Like yes. Dear Dear Janami. <laughs> 
And we are going to answer your questions. So Amy's going to bring all her knowledge of parenting her three kids and I'm going to bring all my knowledge of parenting my four kids yes. and we're going to really work through what you might be able to do. But we're also going to make you feel seen. like you're doing enough. Yes. yes, and seen and heard and more often than not, chances are we will have gone through the exact same thing that you are now struggling with. 100%. This is Beyond the Chaos. <gasps> so much chaos. So we're going to start with what happened in your week this week, yes, so Amy? This is, this is going to be a segment, what happened in my week. Let's like, talk about the shit show. The sh- well, I mean, how long have is this podcast going to go for? <laughs> so just out of just sheer luck this morning, I woke up to the sound of my middle child, Bobby, um, just shrieking like hysterically. <laughs> Um, it was about quarter past six in the morning and he was just like crying. And I, I, I jumped out of bed and I said, what's going on? He goes, ah, oh, my hip, my hip. And I said, what's like, what's wrong? And then he, it's, I, I, there was nothing wrong. There was absolutely nothing wrong. And he, I brought him into bed with me. Sorry, I took him to the toilet, brought him into bed with me and had a cuddle. And it was just like, you know, sometimes even as adults, you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Yes. That was him. He had just woken up on the wrong side of the bed. He wanted to lay in the middle of the hallway and cry out like an injured deer <laughs> until I got up to him. And then he didn't want to get dressed and he didn't want to eat breakfast and he wouldn't pack his lunchbox in his bag. He fought me on every single thing. And he's normally not that kid in the morning. He wasn't feeling it today. I was like, can we just <laughs> go back to bed and try again, start again? Yeah, that is so tough. Uh, I mean, some days. <laughs> I, I was like, let's just write this morning off. Um, I I mean, I could have poured myself a wine by like 9.30. <laughs> it was a lot. And I was trying again. Jen has always taught me just to focus on being a really great parent for 30% of 30% the time. 30% of the time. So yeah. tell me more about this chaos. How did it end up? And so basically I, through the tears, I ended up, well, the thing is, I, I couldn't kind of cater to it because my mornings are so chaotic. Yep. So I'm also trying to get the other two dressed and make lunches and get breakfast and blah, 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 put a load of washing on. And so he just like laid sprawled on the floor, just crying, crying, crying. And then I only kind of, it wasn't until the end, just as we we're about to go, I had to like scoop him up in my arms and be like, I don't really know what's going on. Like, are you actually in pain? And he was like, I want to cuddle. Oh, and he just wanted to cuddle. And I, and we had a huge huge cuddle and then he literally skipped off into the school gate wow. but I was like he he was obviously seeking that connection yep but he went about it the worst way so yeah I mean he just had to get that out right he just wanted to, he wanted to and but I think the thing is I did cuddle him in the morning and he had a big cuddle with me in the bed but then when I focused my attention on Kobe he was like oh hang on a second if I keep crying I'll get more attention again and so he kicked up again and so I, I gave him a little cuddle and then I tried to kind of get on with the morning because I have to and he was like ah just screaming and crying and carrying on the whole time because again seeking that connection but I just didn't have the capacity to give it to him no, this morning. And you don't always and it sounds like you did a beautiful job babe. Oh did I? Yeah. Did I pass with I think flying you did. colours? I think Jesus you did. Christ. What about you? What's been a shit show in your house? 
Look, I missed a few things this week. I yeah. dropped a few balls. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a common thing when you're working. <laughs> and, you know, that's a common Four thing in boys. my house. Yep. Four boys and lots of balls, forgotten a lot of things. But particularly so this one balls. that just really got at me yep. was um, I forgot a birthday party that my son was invited to, which, oh you know, I just felt terrible because it's one of those moments and the mum, like the little boy whose birthday party it was, she saw me at the gate and she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, um, did you forget Sunday, darling? And oh. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And it just, you know, my husband, um, beautiful man, calm and patient with me, but he's like, it wasn't in the calendar, Jen, because <laughs> he gets so annoyed at me. And it's not that that in itself is the biggest deal. It's just that sometimes as a mum you feel like you've, it's Guilty. like the last ball and I just know if my son knew he'd – Thankfully, he hasn't worked it out. But if he knew he had missed that mate's birthday, he'd be devastated. And you feel like um, other mums might be just thinking, that woman really shouldn't have had four kids. (laughs) Her hands are just like, maybe she's someone that should have stopped it too. (laughs) I did exactly this with Kobe. And I still to this day am lying about his birthday. Every week it gets pushed out because normally all the birthday invitations, they get put on the fridge. And then I open up my shared calendar that I have with Ryan and I add them in. But Kobe, and this is why it was so bad, he was so excited. It was a little boy called Ryan from his preschool, and he was so excited. And the mum was like, oh, Ryan really, really loves Kobe. He's so excited to have him at his birthday with the invites in his bag. And then so I was like, great, fantastic, put it on the fridge. Kobe was like walking around like it was a badge of honour. And... He's put it somewhere. Oh, you forgot. So I actually, well, actually, this is actually not my fault, but I actually said to the educators at preschool, can you ask Ryan's mum when his birthday is? Because Kobe will be distraught if we miss it and I cannot find the invitation anywhere and I need the date and the time. And then the next week came along and I saw Ryan walking into the preschool with his little cupcakes. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Has anyone reached out to you about his birthday? Because I need the details. And she goes, oh, it was on, it was on Sunday. Oh, no. And I was like, fuck. Oh, you can never tell Kobe this. He will be distraught. Let's just, everybody, just keep pretending. You'll be, it'll be Christmas and he'll be like, when's Ryan's party, mum? You'll be like, soon. Every day, Mum, is it is it Ryan's birthday this weekend? Soon. Oh, shit. No, son, it's not. Soon. Next month. <laughs> What's your problem? I need some help. All right, so what we're going to do yes. is every week we're going to talk about uh, a problem. Yeah. But we don't have one this week because it's a brand new podcast. We are virgins today. <laughs> and usually what we want you to do is you can either send in a question that you have, a burning question that you have or want help with, or what what's even probably cooler is if you left us a voice note. So yeah. we will set up a little Instagram page so you can engage with Jen and I Amen or Janami. Um, and you can send in all of your voice notes, all of your issues or your concerns with your children. And then we will just at random pick a couple, maybe yep. one or two a week. Yep. And we can offer up some advice. Obviously, Jen's is professional, mine is non-professional, but it's nice to have a little bit from both, right? Do consult with your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> consult with your healthcare professional. But we do not have one this week. No, we don't. What are we going to do? I mean, I have <laughs> I have something that happened on Tuesday and I'm just I'm selfishly going to use this first podcast as maybe a little therapy session yeah, for myself. Let's do it. Let's do it live. Let's do it. Okay, yep. great. 
Okay, so my youngest, three-year-old, he's turning four next month, has a few, um, his preschool picked up on a few of his speech things. Mm -hmm. I personally think that most of it is age appropriate, but I have noticed that like SP, he, like spoon, he says foon, and which apparently they don't work until they're age five, whatever. That's right. Um, and it is so cute. It I'm is <laughs> so cute. And like red is wed yeah. and yellow oh, is wellow or, or yeah. whatever it is. Anyway. My, my eldest used to say plane, train. <laughs> so cute. It's really cute. Anyway, so they flagged it with me. So I was like, obviously I want to do the due diligence. Do, <laughs> maybe I need speech. <laughs> due diligence. Wait. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. And got him into a speech speechy and she was assessing him now he is three and almost four let's give him that he's almost four now and his attention span is a little bit like he's pretty good but he's he gets a bit bored after a while right and we're looking at this ipad and she's like what's that and what's that and what's that and but for an hour yeah so after about 15 20 minutes he starts touching her, like he's got his hand on her leg. She's very, you know, they're really great with kids. So she's like in his face and she's got stickers out and Kobe is a lover. He is so affectionate. So he's touching her leg, then he's picking her leg up and then he's hugging me and then he must have he must have given her about 60 cuddles. <laughs> so we obviously have to discuss stranger danger very furthermore at home. But halfway through she goes to me, is, is he always like this? And I said... Oh, like, like what? She goes, you know, like he's quite touchy-feely. Yeah. And I said, yeah, he's very affectionate. Like out of all my kids, he's a very affectionate kid. And she goes, oh, look, I'm not an occupational therapist, but my sister is. And that his behaviour is presenting to me like a sensory thing. Yeah. Like he needs to be cuddled really tight and mm-hmm. jumping and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Really? I, I I was not taken back because she wasn't meaning it in a bad way or anything, but I was just like, are we just diagnosing kids left, right and centre these days? Is that really – like he wasn't throwing stuff around the room and, yes, he lost a little bit of focus towards the end of it, but the, like the cuddles, they were coming on thick and fast and he was bouncing yep. between the two of us for cuddles. Yep. But that's – it's like his love language is physical touch, which is mine. Yes. Do you actually think, like, do you think that there is something to that? Do you think that that could be a sensory thing? Okay, so yes, in that. But wait, but wait, it's all good. So yes, I do, in that what we uh, don't understand enough is that we all are sensory beings. You are seeking out things in a sensory nature. My husband rubs his feet together as he goes to sleep at night. (laughs) It's the last thing he does. We all have these little quirks. So what we know is that kids will either seek input or avoid input. So let's talk about what that might look like. So when we're seeking input, we're going to be like, so I have four children and three of them are always standing on my toes. They are (laughs) bumping into me, like their sense of personal space. They are huggy, right? But they're also a bit unaware of where they're sitting. So kids that are seeking input, now this is proprioception we're talking about. Um, I don't need speech therapy. (laughs) Nailed that. 
<laughs> Nailed it. This is proprioception. So kids are either seeking proprioceptive input, and that's like kids that walk into walls, that like wrap themselves up in their doona and move around all night, that like tight clothing, that like big hugs, that like swinging and spinning and moving, right? And I might be describing him, right? Yeah. But all of that is a kid that's seeking input. It's like they don't know where their body is in space until they get that input. That's That, that doesn't mean there's a diagnosis there. Yeah, that doesn't okay. mean that we're saying, oh, well, quick, let's label that with something. We're just saying that little body, which is still forming and more commonly in boys, is seeking input. Then we have other bodies that are avoiding input. They're going, it's too noisy, it's too bright, these clothes are too scratchy, this ocean is too loud, yep. and that's fifty. That's all our other kids, right? Yep. So it's very rare to raise a child that has no sensory needs at all. I've got one of four, and when a kid has no sensory stuff going on, they go really well. Like they're just, they're ready to learn. They're ready yep. to sit. They're settled. They're yep. that easy kid. They're that yep. kid that everybody wants for their child to be friends with, right? Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is my third born. He's my only one that's had no OT because he just was born. Like, yeah, man, I'm here and I'm ready to be here, right? <laughs> yeah. But the rest of us yeah. and the majority of children have sensory needs. We're just very unaware of it. So we don't pick it up. What she's picking up and yeah, he's three going on four and my eldest was really similar to what she's describing. There's two things that we could yeah. help him with there. So one is he needs to learn some social skills awareness. So yeah. you can be huggy and kissy, but if the person you're hugging is kind of stepping back, yes. one of the things we can do as parents, and I want to do it with you now, yeah. is learn how to coach our child in a shame-free way. Like I can see you love to hug, but we've got to check. This is consent, right? We've yeah. got to check that the the speechy wants to be stroked in that way. <laughs> right? Well, that is, is even when he's at preschool, when I pick him up, up, he has to like he he's like mum's here and he goes from educator to educator and he hugs them all goodbye and then what I notice is that he tries to hug every kid there yeah and some of them a bit like yeah yeah because not everybody wants to be hugged of course so so there's two things we can do with um, helping him with this and I would never if in doubt like I'm such a fan of OT I will I will just rave about OTs till the cows yeah. come home because I believe a really good OT in the early years can prevent your child from needing a psychologist sort of down the track yep. and it's not they're, they're the opposite of what you think they're not about diagnosing everyone with ADHD and autism or anything like that OTs really can help your kid to become aware of how they regulate emotion and how they make friends. So when this stuff, the proprioception stuff, that will impact emotional regulation yep. and it will impact making friends. So yeah. it's it's both. And so an OT can help, but you've also got me. So yes. <laughs> This is why I've got this podcast. This is why we're doing so it. So here are the two things that yes. I would do in this situation. Like I always am a fan of like if you pick up that feedback and one of the things we always have to do as parents is also think, well, I know my child better than anyone and I'm like that and I know I'm super lovey. So maybe. you've got that knowledge of yourself too. I mean, maybe you need some attention. I, I think I've got sensory <laughs> issues. I dead set play with everybody's hair if you're sitting next to me. Right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, you're seeking input. Yeah. And that, that makes you feel good. So one of the things you can do is make him aware of, I can see your body really wants to move and that feels good, right? Yeah, so just encouraging him towards ways that work for him. So mm -hmm. jumping on the trampoline, swinging and spinning, if he's looking like he's touching siblings and they're getting annoyed because they don't want that touch, you're like, I know you want to touch and feel things, but your sister's not liking that. So yep. what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a wheelbarrow race up and down the hallway. Gotcha. And then when we can like meet that sensory need and name it and stuff, then often we get 
we start to regulate emotion too. So that goes hand in hand. The second thing is the social skills. So just gently starting to commentate about, I can see you, you're really wanting to touch the speech therapist, but I'm looking at her face and I'm wondering if she would like a little bit of space. And then we can even say to the speech, are you okay? Are you, is this okay for you? And we can model that with friends too. Like I can see you're so excited to see your mate Ryan and you want to hug him so much, but I can see Ryan stepping back and his face looks a bit worried. Should we check if he wants a hug? And so, we, well, I we did this at the speech, and she was like, "Okay, Kobe, um, that's enough cuddles. We only give a you know a couple of cuddles a day." And so you, she did try to she, set a limit. She yep. definitely did, and he did not listen to her. So we got to really step in there, and that's yep. a boundary as a parent. You're like, "I'm going to stop you because I can see yeah. she's not happy." So it's the same if he was snatching. You'd yep. step in and go, "Look, I'm not going to let you snatch. Yes. I know you want that toy, or I know you want to touch this beautiful lady, but she has said no." And what you're te- like those boundaries are also teaching his ability like he in a few years he's going to be at school you're not going to be there to coach and we want him to go well and if he's not reading those social cues yes he's going to struggle because he's going to annoy people and stand on their feet yes so and and as my son did like to my son was seeking input so he was chewing his tie and then he was um sitting on people and <laughs> and so you know it meant kindy was really hard but i didn't know any of this back then so yeah. um so yeah that that's it that, that's the two things. That is so interesting, though, because and, and maybe I do have sensory issues. I have this thing, like my girlfriends always fight over who sits next to me when we go out for lunch or dinner or anything, because whoever is sitting next to me, I either have to have my hand on their lap or I'm stroking their back or I'm playing with their hair. And I... <laughs> so I, as long as you're checking that they're enjoying they're, it... <laughs> There's always consent there. I, I, I've never done it to a total stranger. I did do it to a lawyer once and she was, I'm pretty sure she thought I was hitting on her. But um, usually it's just with girlfriends or my husband or my children. And they know you and, and you're a grown up. So I'm sure if you saw those signs, but little boys, uh, they struggle to read those subtle oh. facial cues or body cues that are communicating. 90% of communication roughly is nonverbal and little boys can struggle to read those cues. So sometimes they need a little bit of coaching yes. to realise, like, I know you want to touch and there's nothing wrong with that urge to touch. And then we can help him develop other things he can do when he has that urge. Like if he's in the classroom and he wants to touch something, you know, the, the preschool can let him hold a soft toy and he can stroke the soft toy. Yeah. You know, there's things he can do if his friends are not keen for the touching. Yeah, okay. She also recommended like a weighted singlet and stuff. Yeah, so I love weighted singlets and my boys have had those. So I'm such a big fan, like anything that helps in the same way as if you had a dummy, a child that was a massive sucker and they needed a dummy and it's going to help you through. What those um, tight singlets do is that that tells him where his body is in space and that can have him not needing to seek out as much input. So I had one of my boys, we put that singlet on for sleep because he fell out of bed every single night and he had a lot of trouble falling asleep and we got this singlet um we put it on him and I swear he slept like he was dead in a coffin that night like it was amazing and then another one of my sons we he was chewing his tie in class and Mm -hmm. he couldn't sit still and he was sitting on his friends we put him in the singlet for school Mm -hmm. and it settled like any anxiety he was having it worked wonders there and then one of my other boys we've used it for different reasons as well so I think they're amazing but equally you can 
when you see him get seeking input, you can say it looks like your body needs a big hug, and you give him a massive squeeze. Yes. Or it sounds weird, but you can lie on him and like press him at night yes. just before bed, right? Or a weighted blanket might be helpful yes. as well. Like I'm such a fan of these things, and it can make such a difference. While these little bodies are just learning how to put it all together in terms of their proprioception. Oh my God, this, I am so glad that we've had this conversation because <laughs> I felt quite, not shocked or upset or anything, but I was just a bit like, oh, I felt sad because I've always deemed his, I guess, behaviour is quite a loving way, but yeah. I, I could see, and I've actually noticed he used to have this little girl that he was really good friends with at preschool and she's still there, but she has obviously started giving him a wide berth because yeah. she doesn't want, to, doesn't be, want yeah. to be hugged constantly. Yeah, And, yeah. and so teaching him how to read that cue yeah. is going to go well because two things can be true. It mm. is that he's loving. It is yeah. that he's loving, but he's got to l- l- sort of he needs to understand know. those cues and know read how to the meet the need in yes. another way if he's not getting that um, positive reinforcement. But all for OT. <laughs> this is Beyond the Chaos. Should we wrap up with um, what went well? What went well, yeah. What went well for you in your house? Nothing. <laughs> Can you start? Um, okay. Well, this is this is off the back of what normally goes bad in my house. Um, <gasps> I do I, have. One. I have one. Yeah, it's come to I, me. Okay, okay. My eldest daughter um, really struggles with her reading. Yeah. Um, getting her to do her homework is absolutely impossible. It's like pulling blood from a stone. Um, It always ends up in tears. And so I normally struggle severely with that. And I've spoken to her teacher about it. She's getting extra support at school. Her teacher was like, listen, just focus on her reading. Don't worry about the re- like the rest of the homework. Yep. Try to just focus on the reading. I'm such a fan of this advice. Yeah. And on Monday night, we got into bed. I put the boys to bed and then I got into bed and we got under her covers and she also probably has sensory issues because she loves to be on top of me. And we had a snuggle and she like read two books that had been sent home in her home reader and she read them really well. And uh, it was seamless and it was easy and listen we haven't done it again since because she's fought me on the other two days but that for me was progress because normally it ends in hysterical tears isn't it so true with parenting like just any step forward is progress and those moments where it goes well you're like okay I can see the light I can see how this is going to work out and it's not going to be always a struggle absolutely and I do also think that a lot of her reading um, struggles come from a confidence point of view because when she sat with me and I gave her you know some just one-on-one time she was actually quite capable yeah I think it more just comes down to she's partly lazy and doesn't want to do it but also maybe struggles with a a confidence thing I'm not sure but I was like let's celebrate with a wine (laughs) yes (laughs) I love that what about you okay so I had this situation I have this one child and he is so stubborn like he just and he he like he will push and push and push and push and push and push. And he was pushing my youngest son about some fact that he's like sure about. And he's like pushing and pushing. And my six-year-old Harry is just getting more and more upset. He's going, no, no, no. And they're ramping, ramping, ramping. And I come out, I go, just stop, just drop it. And he just keeps going. And then my 14-year-old comes out and goes, just stop it. And he just kept going. And then my 12-year-old goes, just 
to stop it and he kept going and he kept going until me and my 14-year-old came out at the same time and went, Tom, stop it! <laughs> and then he's the most beautiful kid. He burst into tears and, like, he was upset and so I was like, I had to give him a cuddle. And then we all moved on with our morning and my youngest, Harry, disappeared off to his room. But then he, I just noticed, like, this is this thing, one of those moments in parenting where you think, oh, my goodness, some stuff's going in because yeah. my youngest is, like, sent to earth to test everything I teach. <laughs> yep. And um, he walked back out into the kitchen and he goes, I'm looking for Tom. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's in the kitchen. Why? Because I thought, don't bring up that <laughs> bloody topic again, whatever yeah. you were fighting about, like Pokemons or something. <laughs> and he goes, I want to tell him two things. And I said, is one, like, what is it? And he goes, well, one, I'm sorry, and two, something else. And I was like, okay. Wow. Like, oh, wow, because this child, like, never says sorry. <laughs> and um, and anyway, he walked out into the kitchen and he goes, Tom, you know, I'm sorry. And he goes, like, I want to give you a hug. And it was just unasked for. It was uncoached. And it was just like, oh, oh all the work I've done, getting him to check on the other person finally works. And he's off. got compassion. Like, he's thought about it on his own. You know, it just. You didn't have to say anything. Organically. And then, and the second thing was uh, this crazy fact about Pokemon. Like, <laughs> And then they were just off together and I was like, oh, my gosh, like such a good moment when unpushed something you've hoped for your children that that when they get it wrong, they'd be able to say sorry. They can come up with it. But it came from this kind of terrible moment where everybody yelled. But anyway, there you go. That was it. That's so lovely. I That's that's all you want from your kids, right? And even if you've been plugging away and you're not seeing anything, it's good to know that in the background, deep in their minds, like it is obviously registering and it's landing, right? It's landing. Oh, good. This is Beyond the Chaos. What's chaos, Mum? Okay, well, I feel like that's it. that is going to be our first ep done, right? Yep, that's it. Done and dusted. Wait, what? wait, wait. Oh. I feel like there's one more segment that we need to add oh, in each what week. Is it? Oh, Confessions <laughs> of a busy mum. Okay. Okay. Where did you cut a corner? Uh, where did you cut a corner? What is... Just in one <laughs> sentence, what have you done this week that you've gone, oh. <laughs> um, also- you don't want to look at my freezer at the moment. It's just like there's so much processed food. <laughs> Nobody who's a naturopath listen to this, please. And um, one night I served my kids like dino nuggets for dinner and there was just nothing what? but beige on the food <laughs> table and I just felt guilty, which I know is silly and I know that's it is. a really good way of surviving, but I def- that's my guilty, busy mum confession is, yeah, we could be doing better with nutrition in our house this week. I mean, I feel like that's going to be my confession every (laughs) single week. Every Dino nuggets. (laughs) No. They they taste all right, the old (laughs) dino nuggets. (laughs) So my first two are great eaters. My third, absolutely rubbish. Like he will pick out every every single little bit of vegetable. Apparently he's vegetarian (laughs) and he basically just eats fries. And so that's basically what he had for dinner for two nights in a row, just fries in the air fryer. Fries in the air fryer. Hey, you air fried them. I, I mean, air fried them, right? So they're basically <laughs> healthy. And I think, I think they got like a four and a half. Head. It's a health. potato. It's a vegetable. <laughs> I was like, can we get some green juice or something? To- dino nugget. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, at least there's some protein there, <laughs> right? That is it. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Yeah. I, I think the mums are going to like it. And the dads. And the dads. And the parents. And let us know. What do you want help with? Yes, we're going to answer them um, just as we would each other's questions and yeah. issues and stuff like that. Okay, well, we will love you and leave you and hopefully we get a question in for our next podcast and we can go from there. Yep. Yeah.
do it. Bye. Have a good week. See you guys. Bye.